0: It looks like we're getting close to a resolution on Juan Soto and some reports have the Mariners right in the thick of things. We'll get you caught up on all you need to know there. Look at the possibility of trading for Shohei Otani and go over Logan Gilbert's start down in Houston last night on today's episode of Locked On Mariners. Colby, hit it.
1: You are Locked On Mariners, your
0: daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your
1: team every day.
0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. It is Friday, July 29th, 2022. And thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms with new episodes dropping every Monday through Friday. I am your host, Teddy Gonzalez, joined as always by my co host, Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com for fan nation over on the Sports Illustrated Network. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at C Pat 11 That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon over on at, at patreon.com forward slash control the zone. We post two additional podcasts on there every single week. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash control the zone. And if this is your first time joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're watching us on, youtube hit the subscribe button turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up we greatly appreciate it and we have reached and smashed our goal of going to 2411 subscribers on youtube you guys (laughs) iterated it thank you thank you thank you so much and therefore we are giving away that card wait where is it it's there it's yeah there you go i I just smacked my mic uh so (laughs) so yeah so we are giving away the mitch hanniger signed card if you're only listening to this it is beautiful come over to youtube check it out check it out yeah it's numbered it's signed it has a little piece of the jersey in there it's it's a great card it's a great great card and one of you will be able to win it uh and we will be picking a winner on wednesday's show live on wednesdays Show, uh, so you do still have time to enter if you didn't subscribe already before we got to 2411. You can still subscribe and enter the giveaway. So, do so now if you haven't already, and you will enter for a chance to win a signed Mitch Haniger card. So, let's get into today's show. We, of course, have a lot of Juan Soto things to talk about, we'll get into that in just a moment. Shohei Otani might also be on the move potentially. And of course, fans, Mariners fans specifically, obviously won Otani in Seattle. So we got to talk about it. And then we are also going to look at last night's unfortunate 4-2 loss to the Houston Astros down in Houston. Uh, we'll go over Logan Gilbert's start and just generally what went wrong down in Houston at the end of this show. But first, let's get into Juan Soto, who has been the subject of many many more reports over the last couple days and the mariners are apparently right in the thick of things at least according to bob nightingale of usa today who as we all know is not the most trustworthy reporter in major league baseball however he has said on multiple occasions that he believes that Soto will either go to the Padres or the Mariners. And then today tweeted that he believes there are four finalists that have made aggressive offers on Soto. And that includes the Mariners, the Padres, the Cardinals, and the Dodgers. And now I'll just say this. I don't trust Nightingale. I don't think you should either. He has proven time and time again not to be trusted with certain things especially with breaking news and typically when he does get things right it's after someone else has already reported it so i i i mean like he got the lockout stuff right sometimes here and there but that's about mm. it that's all i can really remember bob nightingale actually accurately reporting first both and that, both
1: bob nightingale and john Heyman are shills for major league baseball so like yeah If Major League Baseball is like, oh, they are announcing this, then you can believe them. But if it's the Seattle Mariners stuff, no. Uh, no. Heyman's usually pretty good with the New York teams as well. But other than that, no. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So,
0: now, that being said, I'm not surprised if – I wouldn't be surprised if the Mariners had put in an offer. Honestly, I kind of expect it. And they could put in an offer that is – you know, that could be seen as pretty aggressive – That doesn't include George Kirby or Logan Gilbert. And I think that's probably what has happened here. I think the Mariners do have an an offer in on Juan Soto. I just don't think that it includes Logan Gilbert or George Kirby. And I think they've told the Nationals, you know, take it or leave it. This is our price. This is what we would pay for Juan Soto. And if you want it, you can have it. And if you don't, okay, we're going to move on. And that's it. And I think that's where we're at right now. I don't think that they're likely to get him especially without Gilbert or Kirby. We've said this time and time again on the show over the last couple of weeks since it became pretty apparent that Soto is going to be on the move. Now, Hector Gomez of ESPN has also reported that the Nationals are planning to offer Soto one final contract extension. And at that point, if he doesn't take it, They are going to trade him, which to me maybe indicates that they do have a deal on the table, an offer on the table from some team that they really like, that they are prepared to take. Uh, But they would like to extend Soto. And I think at this point, considering everything that's happened, all the reports that have come out about how the relationship is strained between the two sides, I don't think there's anything that the Nationals can offer Juan Soto at this point that he would take. So I think Juan Soto is going to be on a different team in the next few days. I just don't think that's the Mariners. Colby, have your thoughts changed whatsoever?
1: No, um, the, the Juan Soto stuff, I'm, I'm so tired of talking about this. Um, I do believe that the Mariners have made an offer uh, on Juan Soto. I, I do believe that uh, their offer would be considered a serious one. Um, I, I don't believe that it is going to be anywhere close to beating what apparently the Padres are willing to uh pay which includes guys like uh, McKinsey Gore and uh Adrian Mourijan. is that right
0: CJ yeah, and right? CJ Abrams
1: CJ yeah. right so three like major league contributors right away on top of like Robert Hassel and like Jackson Merrill like that's a really really aggressive uh package honestly I still think that's too light for Juan Soto I'm just I'm just realizing I'm not a big fan of the Padres farm system whatsoever or really their player development for that matter um but whatever it's it's a it's a good offer um and if that report is true um i mean for the mariners side of things that's like george kirby jared kelnick um but i don't even know they have a a cj abrams comp Mm -hmm. um you know it's then we're talking about like noel v Marte, harry ford Emerson Hancock like it, it's it's a haul, and so I don't see the Mariners doing that I think at this stage the Mariners being one of the finalists is just there to apply pressure to the other three teams because you mm-hmm. look at it the Dodgers make so much more sense the Cardinals make so much more sense the Padres make so much more sense than the Mariners just based on where those teams are right now in their window uh, that it just kind of feels like the Mariners are, are the fourth team in a four-team race uh, mm-hmm. but I do believe that they did make an offer that is serious enough that the padres can use it or that the the nationals can use it as leverage so Mm -hmm. um so do i believe nightingale yes and no i think the Mm -hmm. mariners are in on it i don't think that they are negotiating is what i would say i think they've they've made the this is what we're doing yes no whatever we're gonna go work on other stuff um Mm -hmm. and you know you kind of couple that with rosenthal's was it rosenthal morosi Um Luis Castillo is their main objection. They they're looking at starting pitching. That is what they are focusing on. Uh to me, that kind of reads as the Mariners made their offer. They don't think they're going to win, and they're moving on. Uh, because I think we can all agree that the Mariners cannot get Juan Soto and Luis Castillo. They just they don't have that type of ammunition, not to get them both at the same trade trade deadline. So um yeah, I guess I partially believe him, but I think I think he's missing some uh, or ignoring some uh, pretty big warning signs that tell you where the Mariners actually are in the Juan Soto conversation.
0: Yeah, I would also think that maybe it's a matter of time, right? Like they're maybe they mm-hmm. have a deadline with the with the Nationals as well. It's like okay, you know, accepted by Saturday, accepted by Sunday, or we're out. Like because mm-hmm. we got to go do other stuff. We got to be able to. To plan here and you know for for the for the pivot basically and so you know again like you said it was Rosenthal last night on Fox Sports before the Fox Sports broadcast of the Mariners game that said uh you know Luis Castillo is their primary focus right now starting pitching is their primary focus which I mean that lines up with everything else that we've heard from other reporters like Jeff Passan and you know things that even Jerry Dipoto himself has said over the last couple of weeks uh, that that's what tracks the most is starting pitching that's what I think the Mariners are ultimately going to come away with here if they end up do you know making a big splash at the deadline it's going to be for a starter it's not going to be for Juan Soto um I mean I would like to be surprised you know I would love to be yep. surprised and hey here they got Juan Soto without giving up George Kirby or um or Logan Gilbert I mean that would be amazing Juan Soto's incredible. He's an incredible hitter. Um, you know, and so ultimately too, right? Like I think the only way though that the Mariners get Soto out of these four teams is if the nationals are just completely enamored with Edwin Arroyo or Noelvi Marte or Jared Kelnick or emerson hancock etc like they have to get one of those guys if they feel like that's like the best piece out of all the teams that are offering i mean maybe that helps the mariners you know uh, right get, get soto here but that we don't know
1: right there is kind of that that rumor or whatever that uh mike rizzo who would be making this decision like the reason that uh trey turner and um and max scherzer were traded to the dodgers and not the padres last year is that rizzo was fixated on acquiring tybert ruiz and mm. once ruiz became available in those trade talks it was done like he had fo- that's the guy he wanted to get so he has a very mm. specific focus so is it possible that rizzo thinks that like jared kalnick and edwin arroyo are like the guys that he wants and if the mariners mm. have that package out there then it doesn't matter what the how good the rest of the package is. Like that's the, those are the guys he wants. I suppose that's possible. Just seems rather unlikely at this stage. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not expecting it. Um, but hey, you know, it's Jerry Depoto. He does some unexpected things sometimes. I yeah. just think that without Kirby, without Gilbert, uh, the Mariners' offer is dead in the water, and I don't believe the Mariners have any interest in trading either of those guys at this point.
0: Well, speaking of star trades, Shohei Ohtani is now in the mix here his hat has been thrown into the ring whether he or the angels want it to be and of course Mariner fans are enamored with the idea of acquiring Shohei Otani I mean who wouldn't be it's Shohei Otani after all it's one of the greatest players to uh, arguably ever live so let's talk about it can the Mariners actually land Shohei Otani at the deadline tell you in just a moment but real quick a reminder this episode of locked on mariners is brought to you by linkedin As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions are apply you're listening to locked on mariners podcast thank you again for making us your first listen of the day just like you do here every single day we greatly appreciate your support the mlb trade deadline is of course august 2nd and lockdown mlb has all the breakdowns locked on mariners will have rapid reactions to any move made subscribe now to your favorite locked on mlb team on youtube or wherever you get your podcast so you get notified when each episode premieres so shohei otani One of the greatest players to ever live. I mean, he's the modern-day Babe Ruth. He pitches, he hits at an all-star caliber level, at an MVP caliber level, at a Cy Young caliber, caliber level. He's amazing. He's incredible. And he might be available. And, of course, back when he was a free agent, back when he could choose where he wanted to play, the Mariners were right there at the finish line, it seemed. But he ended up spurning the Mariners for the Angels, But now could this be the Mariners opportunity to fix history more or less to actually add Shohei Otani to the mix to finish off what they set out to do in 2018 and and land one of the greatest players of of all time? Or is this just baloney, Colby?
1: (laughs) Well, first of all, any interest in Otani has to come with an admittance that he was dumb to pick the Angels over Seattle. Um, in every conceivable way, city, location, coaching staff, culture, ability to win, even though the Mariners started to rebuild immediately after Otani signed. And well, those Angels, they just kept on throwing money around. And they will, I believe, for the sixth consecutive year finish with a worse record than the Seattle Mariners. So good job, Shohei. Great pick. Um, but I'll say this I don't know if Otani's getting traded in the next four days. I highly doubt he is actually, but I do feel pretty confident in saying that Otani's done with the angels. Like he's, he's out um, whether that's, you know, in the next four days, whether that's over the winter or or the next deadline or or next winter when he's a free agent. Um, He was asked if he wanted to be an angel, you know, now and in the future. And his answer was right. It was quote, I'm with the angels right now. And I'm very thankful for what they've done. I love my team and my teammates. Right now I'm an angel and that's all I can focus on. He's gone. (laughs) He's out. He's He's done done with the angel. And why wouldn't he be? They said it was a dumb decision. The 23-year-old made a dumb decision. We've all been. um, And now he wants out. The problem is, is that the angels are also dumb. And if the angels aren't going to hit the giant reset button, they're going to be a 500-team you know, ceiling that's going to be their ceiling until they decide to do it. Now, Artie Moreno is not going to let Otani walk. I think that's part of the issue. Um He's going to basically force him to stay and play for the next year and change uh, just almost out of spite because Artie Moreno is a moron and he's a really bad baseball guy. Who, well, he thinks he's a baseball guy. He's not. Artie Moreno is Kevin Mather on steroids. Um He's just, he's, ill equipped to make baseball decisions. And the only way the angels can avoid like a lengthy five to seven year rebuild is to trade Shohei Otani because they will get a haul for him if they decide to do that and probably get a lot of young major league ready players in the process. So should the Mariners be interested in Otani? Yeah. Yeah. Every all 29 other teams should be interested in Otani. That being said, there's only a handful that actually makes some sense for Mm Otani. And I do think Seattle is one of them. They can afford him. They would want him. He makes sense for their roster build. Um, But Hey, you know, let's, I'm sure we're going to dive into this a little bit, but before we start talking about like costs and all that stuff, let's make a couple things clear here. Number one, you cannot factor in a potential extension that is Mm -hmm. irrelevant to the trade talks. You have to assume that you're getting Otani. If you traded for him, this, this, let's just say they traded for him on Sunday. You have to assume that you are getting him for two playoff runs. That's it. Anything like, oh, well, we'll give a little bit more because I think we can resign him. Nope. You do not get to say that. And number two, uh, the fact that Otani is a DH only, it, it doesn't matter. You just bench Mitch Haniger when Mitch Haniger needs a DH day. Sorry. We're using Otani. Like, you just bench Kyle Lewis. You send Kyle Lewis down. You, you DFA Carlos Sant. It doesn't matter. Like, if Otani's feeling well enough to play, and even Otani needs days off, usually after he pitches, the day after he pitches, he's not in the lineup. So you can still make it work, but like if your big concern is, well, what are we going to do with all the other guys who need DH days? Cut them, trade them, DFA, it doesn't matter. It's Shohei Otani. Why (laughs) why does Kyle Lewis need to get at-bats over Shohei Otani? Get out of here with that nonsense. So uh, let's just start with that idea that it's for a year and some change and it's nobody on this roster is preventing Shohei Otani from getting at-bats. Nobody. Let's just start with those two and, and we can build the conversation around that.
0: Yeah, so obviously this is a little bit different than Juan Soto, right? Because mm-hmm. there's the pitching element, of course. You more or less address two needs rather than one and one swoop with one player. You add the right. bat that you need and you add the starting pitcher that you need all in the same trade, all with one single player. So I'm more open to spending a ton of prospect capital on Otani than i am with soto just because for that fact alone right because the added value of him being a pitcher and being a very very good pitcher by the way (laughs) like not he's not just like a a mid rotation starter like shohei otani is a top 20 top 30 pitcher in all baseball on top of being one of the best hitters in all baseball as well so Mm -hmm. like let's get that straight as well here because like this is just different. This is different. So if we're more willing to say include a Logan Gilbert or a George Kirby in a, in a Shohei Otani deal than a Juan Soto deal, despite Otani having one year less of club control, it's because of that. It's because of the value that he adds as a starting pitcher on top of the bat. So what would it cost, though? Like, let's let's jump into that. Like, Obviously, you know, there's been reports about what the Nationals want for Soto, which is like four top five guys, uh, you know, and stuff on top of that major league ready pieces, etc. So what what would the Angels want? What would the Angels say yes to, especially from a division rival?
1: Yeah, um, that's the other thing, too. The reason I don't think Otani is going to get traded. I think the two teams that make arguably the most sense are are the Mariners and the Rangers. Well, because they have the the farm system and the young major leaguers in place to make competitive offers, um, <laughs> was Artie Moreno going to swallow his pride and allow a trade in the division? No, but you know uh, it's funny. MLB Network, they of course they ran with this quickly, um, and they threw up a, a trade package already uh, that think that they think might work, mm. um, and they threw out the Mariners get Otani, the Angels get George Kirby. Noel V. Marte, Harry Ford, Emerson Hancock, and Kyle Lewis. It's expensive. Uh, I would really like to not trade George Kirby. Um, I think George Kirby, like if he was truly available, Mm -hmm. I think Kirby might be like top 15 in all of baseball in terms of trade value because he's a young pitcher who you get for six full seasons and the rest of this year. Um, And he's already... A number three, like um, I, I don't think that's hyperbole. So I would much rather trade Logan Gilbert, honestly, even though Gilbert might be a little bit better today. Um, but if that's, you know, the angels are like willing to do that. You have to listen like one player off your major league roster. That matters. Uh, no offense to Kyle Lewis, but he's, I, it's hard not to look at him as a full-time DH and, and <laughs> it's Shohei Otani. So really what it is, is it's your, Three of two, uh, three of your top four prospects, and you actually get to keep Arroyo in this proposal. I, I think the Angels would prefer Arroyo, but the Angels are stupid, so who knows? Um, so, really, what it is off your major league roster is you're replacing Kirby with Otani, and you're adding that bat in there. I think you probably have to pull the trigger on this, but mm-hmm. I would really prefer not to not to give up Kirby. I, everybody else in this deal, I do not care about whatsoever. I'll help them pack, uh, but Kirby that that's where i kind of i i would really prefer to hold on to george kirby but at the end of the day if the angels are willing to do this trade i think you probably have to
0: i mean it's shohei otani (laughs) like shohei otani it's like
1: it's like acquiring like prime jesse winker and like prime frankie montes at like in the same player yeah in the same (laughs) trade like it's it's insane it's it's, I mean, it's, it's the ultimate cheat code. And, and I think if the Mariners did do that, this trade, I mean, you're going Robbie Ray, Logan Gilbert, Shohei Otani. <laughs> I, I, they're, they're a world series contender at that point, even if they can only get in as a wild card, they're still a world series contender and they would be yeah. the next year as well. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's true. And uh, again, you know, extension doesn't factor into that. So you're, you're paying for the one and a half years and I mean, it's it's fairly short term, but it's Shohei Otani. <laughs> like that's that's the counterpoint there. That's the ultimate counterpoint here. With any argument against this deal, the counterport, the counterpoint always is well, it's Shohei Otani though.
1: Like, right, and it's Otani who's going to make like thirty million dollars. Like it, it's not like Otani and like. He's making $52 million next year. Not that that really matters that much to a team like the Mariners, but still, you know, it's, it's, he's the best bargain in baseball. He has been for six years. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And, you know, just for the record, I do think your odds of signing Otani to extension are better than Soto, but it doesn't matter. Like it's, it's irrelevant to the actual conversation at hand. You have to, you can only value Otani for what you know you have him for, which is the next mm-hmm. year and a half. Mm
0: -hmm. all right so let's move on let's look at last night's game uh the Mariners unfortunately fell four to two to the houston astros down at minute bay park unserious ballpark uh multiple potential home runs just dying at the warning track the most casual home run robbery ever by kyle tucker i mean just the, the list goes on the Cal Raleigh, drop ball, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to get into all of it in just a moment, but real quick, a reminder that this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by BetOnline. Betonline BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information, from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online is where the game starts. And unfortunately, the Mariners did not get off to a great start against Jose Urquidy last night. Only scored two runs off of Urquidy, uh who had uh, pretty good stuff last night. Uh, and they uh, the Mariners were just not able to really capitalize off of you know some opportunities that they got the few opportunities that they got they did load the bases uh, at one point and drove in a couple runs on uh, some sacrifices but that was it for the M's and uh, they just weren't able to uh, to get the big hit when they needed it they had they were pretty close at times there was a ball hit from Ty France that went right off the top of the Crawford boxes there was the Casual home run robbery by by Kyle Tucker. There was the Adam Frazier uh, opposite field hit that nearly bounced off of the Crawford boxes, but just died right at the warning track. And uh, that would have scored a uh, go ahead run there. Um, and uh, I believe that was in the seventh. So it just, you know, they, they just couldn't get that big hit uh, no matter what they did. And uh, unfortunately, they have lost four in a row now to the Houston Astros to open up the second half. Uh, and they have um, officially lost the season series against the Astros as well. They have three games left, but they are now six and ten against the Astros on the year. So uh, let's uh, let's look at Logan Gilbert, who has uh, been kind of shaky over his last few starts uh, in this game. He goes six innings pitched two earned runs, both coming off of a uh, two run shot by Alex Bregman over the Crawford boxes, of course, because again, unserious ballpark. And of course, it always just favors the Astros somehow. It always finds a way to just favor the Astros and never the Mariners. Never, ever, ever the Mariners whatsoever. Um, Yeah, so Gilbert strikes out six. He, uh, of course, gives up the home run. Two walks, 13 swings and misses. What did you see out of Gilbert last night, Colby?
1: I didn't think he was all that sharp, uh, to be honest with you. The the final line looks fine. Um, It's certainly not a bad outing by any stretch, but He There were times where he was just spiking multiple off-speed pitches in a row. Uh, Fastball caught too much of the plate at times. He was able to get away with it. Um, But we see still just how much just, you know, 55 control of his fastball and 50 command, like that's how good that pitch is, is that he was able to spot it enough that he was able to get through six innings and against a good lineup in a terrible park um to uh you know give the mariners a legitimate chance to win that game and so i didn't think gilbert was all that good i think he was better in his last outing um but you know it's it's one of those things where hey gilbert didn't have his best stuff uh but he found a way to work through the lineup three times and and give his team a chance to win and that's kind of part of the the maturation process of your young pitcher so Uh, overall you have to be encouraged. Uh, like I said, that wasn't even Gilbert at his best. The stuff wasn't great. The velocity wasn't eye popping the, uh, the command and control were, I mean, it's not like he walked a ton of guys, so the control was fine, but the command, he missed his spot quite a bit. Never really found the change up, never really found the slider, you know, that we are used to. And yet he found a way. So uh, you got to give him credit for that. He worked his way through that. And, uh, so Overall, I mean, you have to be fine with that outing because Gilbert's like any pitcher is not going to have his best stuff and control and command every time he goes out there. Uh, but he gave his team a shot to win and that's all you can do as a starter. So uh, I overall, you have to be pretty happy with what he did. Mm-hmm.
0: So ultimately, this was a, kind of just a game of missed opportunities. Like I said, they couldn't get the hit. And then also, you know, in the bottom of the eighth, uh, when the Astros eventually took the lead on, on Alex Bregman's RBI double. You know, Yuli Gurriel uh, stole second base to get into scoring position that that set up that RBI double there. That's what basically allowed the Astros to take the lead. Cal Raleigh would have had him dead to rights had he uh, been able to uh, cleanly mm-hmm. pick up the ball and, and make the throw. Unfortunately, just didn't. And you know what? Not going to happen. Things like that are, are going to happen. And, uh, you know, there's just nothing you can really do about it. It's just baseball. It's just yep. is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, discipline loss. Uh, Andres Munoz finally got tagged for his uh, first two runs allowed in uh, yeah. 15 in a third innings pitch. Yeah. You he also heard is Alex this... Bregman on a play? Um, yeah.
1: Did Bregman go uh, back out for the ninth? I don't
0: remember, but that's something to keep an eye on for today uh, when lineups. Yeah. Lineups drop. Uh, nothing
1: malicious or anything like that. Yeah. No. Um, you just Munoz just wasn't good last night. That'll happen. Uh, yeah he's pitched now for the last five games he's out tonight there's no chance they're going to use him um and he just looked like a guy who was he needed a day right and he just couldn't get it um because the fastball was all over the place even the slider was in the middle of the plate. he he struck out Jordan, but two of those sliders were you know batting practice uh locations so um Mm. You know, it just it happens, you know. It's it's a it's a young arm. It's the first time he's ever gone, four out of five days. Didn't go well, could really use a break, and that's where losing Diego Castillo hurts you, even though Castillo hasn't been great this month. He's still an arm you could have used instead. And so like I said, it's a bummer because Munoz has been so great and a lot of people look at that and say, Well, Munoz blew it, and it's like No, the Mariners offense blew it. Um and uh it won't get any easier tonight. So Plus side last time we have to face Justin Verlander this year. So, well, at least in the regular lining. season.
0: At least in the regular season. And after
1: that, you don't care.
0: <laughs> the uh yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes tonight. The uh, how did the A's sweep this team? Well, I guess <laughs> I guess they didn't face Justin Verlander. That's a good first step. They also faced Jake Odorizzi, which hey, the Mariners are going to be able to do at some point in this series that's tomorrow or is that the day after i think it's the day uh, after.
1: i think so i think is it yeah. framber tomorrow <laughs>
0: yeah or it's Javier. Him, mate. N-
1: uh. don't get how, swept guys how, how, fingers how crossed did
0: the, how did the a's sweep this team i i, I just i want to know i just i want to know how I don't know, man. what kind of sick dark magic are they using over there in <laughs> oakland like how i how don't know t- i don't
1: Maybe the Mariners need to acquire Paul Blackburn for the uh for the playoffs. I don't know. Um, but uh yeah, it is it's it's weird because the A's are terrible. Um, but hey, you know, they played the Mar- they played the Mariners pretty tough. So mm. they're scrappy, let's say. And then uh I don't know, the Mariners have kind of they kind of substituted out Oakland. Uh they stopped bullying the Oakland A's and decide uh instead have decided to bully the Texas Rangers. So we'll mm-hmm. see if they can get uh Chris Woodward to run away. Uh, from the AL West, but like they did Bob Melvin, but uh, I kind of doubt it. But uh, yeah, baseball's weird, man. I, I don't get it.
0: Mariners yeah. have won
1: 17 games in a row asterisk not counting the not counting the Astros. So baseball the, man, uh, it's
0: weird. The Athletics, very scrappy, gym rats. First one in, last one out, et cetera. Et Surprisingly et cetera, athletic. hmm Yep. Sneaky, sneaky speed. Sneaky, sneaky athleticism. athleticism. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. 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 Classic. Mm-hmm.
0: That's going to do it for the show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, D A N E G N Z L Z and Colby at C Pat 11 that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode, whether you're watching or listening to it. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every single day. We greatly appreciate the support. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor passion and unique perspectives on every team and the biggest stories around the league follow the number one daily league-wide podcast locked on MLB on the Odyssey app YouTube or wherever you get your podcast just like us and with that have yourself a beautiful baseball weekend and we'll see you on Monday peace